back again. Here we are for another episode of the Jew. What is it? What's it called? I'm playing. I know what it's called. It's the Oh No Show podcast. What it is, I don't know. But I am Juice Boy. All right? I came up with that last week. I'm sticking with it. That's what I'm going to be every single fucking day. Where are we at today? We are at. We are in. We are in the New Year's. This is 2020. We're at January the 4th, 2020. To be specific. January the 4th. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of January, you know. The month kind of feels empty. January as a month kind of feels empty, you know. It's just like the beginning of the year. Essentially the end of, end of the last year. I mean, January is meant to be the beginning of a year. Don't feel like that to me. January does not feel like the beginning of a year to me. It feels like this is the period where we wind down from last year while beginning to build up for this year. It's not it. No. No. Sorry. No. Anyway. I never actually understood. I never actually understood why uh, why there are even years. Genuinely, this, this sounds so fucking retarded and stupid. But I, as a kid, I never got like, why do we have a year? Like, why do we, why do we have to separate? years you know like why is it now 2020 but only a few days ago it was 2019 that doesn't mean anything though that doesn't mean shit dog that don't mean nothing it's just dates this is dates we put on you know the light and the darkness for us to use as a tracker when does the day end it lands when it gets dark and then it starts again when it starts to get light. But it doesn't work like that everywhere. Like, some place have been like fucking Antarctica or something. Or the North Pole. I don't know where it was, but somewhere it's always dark and there's like an hour a day or the opposite. There's like an hour of darkness. I would hate that shit. Now, that's why we're lucky, yo. I mean, nobody lives there, like, I don't think, but we're lucky, though. Oh, sh- oh, shit. I was watching the other day. I was watching this uh kind of documentary thing. I don't know if I was watching it or if I was uh, reading about it. But what it essentially was talking about these lions that lived in this part of Africa. I don't know if it was on this island somewhere or part of an island that's like isolated off. But it's a place where there wasn't many lions that that were there and there was i think there's like only one pride of lions or a massive pride or just like a few prides but not many lions all together but these lions that essentially become stranded in this place for a long time given yeah it was a long time to be stranded there that had to like develop and adapt to it and Apparently, their success rate in kills wasn't so often because the only thing to eat there are these, like, great bison-type, like, bulls. I don't know what the fuck they were. But they were huge, like, ox-type fucking things that clearly clearly have something there. Clearly, huge, gigantic thing. And 
these lanes that have been developing in this certain area are, were supposed to have, like, be a lot bigger, like, size and weight, specifically because of their muscles. I mean, they would have to go... In this place where they were, they had to wade through waters. They had to hunt in water. They had to walk through deep, deep water. They had to run through water every single day. There was so much water. And I feel like that's one of the main things. It was essentially swamp land. I mean, not swamp because it wasn't like mad trees and shit everywhere. But it was water and it was hard to wade through. So the fact that these lions had been walking through it and essentially hunt in it had like developed their bodies to have muscles much stronger and much bigger which allow for hunting in this particular environment it really was something special you know i was watching it like this sounds fucking crazy this sounds insane i don't actually remember right the name of the place where the lions were like it's a certain area where if you typed in the, the, the lions, you would you would see. Just looking at the lions, though, it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, they're a lot bigger. If you come in comparison with some pictures, you can see the muscles are generally a lot thicker, you know, more to them, more in them. And while I did see on the internet that these aren't, you know, there are disputes that there are some other tribes of lions that have developed in other certain areas that are bigger or muscular or heavier, whatever you want to put it. But that's how that goes. And that was that fascinated me. I'm always into like stupid shit like that. Anyway, anyway, that just that just popped into my head. I just went off somewhere. That wasn't even on the plan for today, dah. Alright. But where were we going to get into? It's 2020. It's the new year. We're finally here. All I wanted to do in January, the beginning of the new year, was talk about some things that I've seen that I'm interested in or maybe some things that I've heard that's going to happen or just, you know, just talk about the year to come. You know, just talk about the year to come so that when we get to the end, we can look back and see, just, you know, recap. Right now, we're about to do a fucking discussion about it. That's what I'm going to do anyway. Let's start with the films, yeah? Now, there's obviously, there's a fucking bunch of films coming out next year. I don't I don't know all of them. I don't, I don't know all of them. I don't, I'm not aware of every, every single one of them. I'm also not excited for a lot of them. I also... Don't give a shit about a lot of them. The reason for that... Nah, there's no reason for that. I just don't give a shit about shit. I just don't care about things, alright? People, people, it's okay for you to not give a shit about things, right? That, mm, I feel like the world we live in today is not is not very accepting of people that don't fucking care about things. But it's okay for you to not care. It's okay. And I don't care about a lot of these films coming up, but the few films that I do care about, I'm not even going to read them out to you. I'm going to read out just some films that I've seen on the internet. Like, these coming out, I'm saying, okay. The first film that um, I, I would probably go to watch is 
Godzilla versus King Kong, right? Now, this song, this film's coming out next year. This film's coming out next year. I think Godzilla, the last Godzilla film, which I did not see because I don't like Godzilla. Not weird. Came out in like last year or the year before. I think it came out early last year, like mid last year, 2019. Then you've got... um. Then you've got also the King Kong film, which came out, I believe, the year before. So 2018 or 2017, again, I don't fucking know. But I've seen the King Kong film because, I mean, I'm into King Kong. Because King Kong came out when I was a kid, you know, 2005 one, Peter Jackson. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson was in that as well, I remember that. Who else? Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah. So, so King Kong, the new one, what, I think it's called like Skull Island or some shit like that. It was actually interesting because it's one of those ones that you don't have to wait to see it. It's in like the first like fucking few minutes and boom, you see this big gorilla thing. And that's, oh yeah. I may have been wrong. I don't know if Samuel L. Jackson was in the first one, but I know he was in the second one. He might have been in the first one. He might have been in the original well, not even the original, the 2005 one. I'm My mind is going through it right now, trying to figure it out, and I honestly can't. But that's fucking irrelevant. Don't get sidetracked too much. King Kong was, I thought, a good film. And it was, it was just, it was more fun than anything. Like, obviously, the, I mean, the, the idea of King Kong is that, like, he's not fucking just going out to kill you know, it's not like, ah, big fucking gorilla gonna kill shit. It's like, oh, I'm chilling. He was fucking coming, like, interrupting me, my peace and shit. No, I'm not I'm not down with that. Capture you, take me to fucking America. No, fuck all this shit. So he doesn't like, he doesn't do that. And in the new one, he's on his island. He's a little baby, basically. He's a baby, so he's not even that big. But in the, in the, in the next one coming out this year... Godzilla versus King Kong, he's supposed to be fully grown, so he's going to be fucking gigantic. And that's saying, even in the one last year, or whenever it fucking came out, in Kong, Skull Island, he was bigger, he was bigger than he was in the first one. Even though, even though the first one, he was fully grown. This one, he was a baby, but they grow bigger. He was the last of his thing, blah, blah, blah. So, when it comes to King Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus King Kong, I hope we're all rooting for King Kong. And fuck Godzilla. Next, next. And we'll move on to the next film, because I'm kind of getting sick of this. Oh, let's talk about Venom 2, right? Venom 2 comes out next year, and this is what's funny, right? I looked on the internet. I looked on the internet for Venom 2, and there's so many rumors that Spider-Man's going to be in it. Mm, I don't know about that. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him in it. Because, I mean, the whole story of Venom essentially doesn't revolve around him, but begins with Superman. I'm, um, what? No. With Spider-Man, you stupid fuck. With Spider-Man. And he... He basically is the reason 
why Venom hates Spider-Man. You know, the Venom thing attached itself to Spider-Man first. Uh, Spider-Man basically realized, oh, this is this isn't good for me. It's not. It's turning me into a bad guy. Basically, doing stuff I don't want to do. So he got rid of it, and ever since then, Venom kind of had like a bad, uh, fuck you towards Spider-Man because, well, why? Why do you think? Because he, you know, jealous little thing. But the the Venom film with Tom Hardy was actually pretty fun. It was pretty fun, pretty entertaining. Um, not much to say. Really, not much to say about it. To be honest, it was fun and entertaining. The story was, it was a bit weak. It wasn't like the best. And then I always have, a, I don't, my thing about fucking superhero films is that. They they tend not to do it so much anymore, but it used to be fucking the whole thing. Is the the superhero always goes up against the villain who is just the bad version of them, and maybe even a little bit stronger. You know, it's just oh, he has the exact same abilities and powers and things that we can do. He's just evil and can do it better. That's that's a lot of the early superhero films, and that's how Venom is too. And that's not saying anything negative about Venom because Venom's still a good film. I'm just saying the villain in that was essentially a stronger version of uh, the Venom symbiote. But it was shit. The film was good. I did not like the villain, Riot. Now, it moves on to the next one's going to be about Carnage, I'm assuming. Carnage being... Essentially, the son of Venom, a piece of the fucking symbiote thing that drops off and attaches itself to Cletus Cassidy, who is a fucking murderer, and then boom. This new thing is stronger than Venom, more dangerous than Venom. And, and the carnage, the whole carnage like idea, theme, is a better idea than the riot thing. Because what the fuck was that? There was no distinguishing things about them. Other than they came down from Earth. No. They came down from Clintar. Right. The planet that they live on. And. Venom was like. Oh. I'm the runt. I'm the runt of the litter. Man. But it's like. Meh. How how did you figure that out? How did you figure that out? I don't know. I want to know how you know this. I want to know. How Venom was the runt. How he was the weakest and the smallest. I mean, fair enough. It doesn't matter. But that was just something that bothered me at the time. At the time. I don't... I'm not bothered about it anymore. I don't really care about it anymore. Venom was a good film. The next film is going to be a good film. Carnage is going to be a good villain. Regardless of the fact that it's essentially the same villain. You know, it's essentially the same... You know, we do the same things essentially. So that's one of that's one of the things I'm looking forward to about Carnage or Venom. It should realistically be called, but it is called Venom. Oh, I'm so fucking stupid. All right, it's called Venom Two, Venom Two, and it's got Carnage in it. It's not a. It's not called Carnage, and I am pretty sure it's not about Carnage. But it's it's definitely got carnage in it. So that's Venom. 
I hope we can all enjoy Venom and have a good time with it. And, you know, maybe even see Spider-Man thing and swinging by for a few minutes. Because apparently Venom's moving to fucking New York. And if he's in New York, that means he's near fucking Spider-Man. Now, some people may be confused about the, the situation between the Sony and Marvel. You know, with the whole Spider-Man thing. <laughs> many people, many people are confused and don't really know how that, like, works out. Let me tell you. Basically, right? Basically, way back when, way back before the MCU, all of that. Way back when, before superhero films were even good. Way back before then. Way back before they were even profitable. Way back before they made money. Way back before anybody even wanted to make them. Nobody cared about superhero films back in the day. Nobody wanted to be in superhero films back in the day. Sony wanted to make one. Because I'm sure Fox Fox did it first. Fox bought the rights for X-Men and all of that off Marvel. So they had the X-Men. Granted, the X-Men are back in Marvel now. Disney bought Fox... Fuck it, we're taking all of that. So Disney owns Marvel, obviously. So Marvel has all of the X-Men characters back. But this is about Spider-Man. So Sony sells, I mean, Sony buys, excuse me, Sony buys Spider-Man off of, off of Marvel. Or not buys the character, but buys the film rights for the character. Basically saying, I we're going to buy the rights for this character. And that means we're going to be able to make films about him. Pay and, and like, we're going to get all of the money for it. And we're going to be the ones that will be able to put it out. Is it di- Some people may also know that Universal has a similar kind of deal with the Hulk character. Like the first two Hulk films, you know, we had the one with Edward Norton and the one before that with Eric Banner or Banner or Banner or I don't know, Banana, something like that. And um, both of those were made by Universal, distributed by Universal. And the thing with the Universal, I don't know if they were made by, but the thing with the Universal and the Marvel deal is that Marvel can still make Hulk films. They haven't for a reason, but they can. They, if they wanted to, they could have made Thor Ragnarok into World War Hulk. But any film that stars Hulk as the main character, as the title character, any film that is a Hulk film has to be distributed by Universal. So Marvel could make the film, but it would be pointless because they would not be putting the film out, so they would not be making money from the film. That's the deal that they have with Universal, is that Universal has the distribution rights. Yeah, you can put it out. If you make one, you can put it out. If we make one, you put it out. But you can't You can't use a character. You have distribution rights for the character. You can decide if you want to put the name in, put the character's name in it, or whatever, do this or do that, make a film about him. You're the only ones who can make a film about him. We can't do that unless you put it out. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's the Universal and the Marvel thing for 
the Hulk. Spider-Man, again, Sony just outright bought the film rights, so they get to make the films and they get to keep all the money from the films because they're putting it out, they're making it, they're putting it out. Marvel just did not have any rights for it. That's where we got the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, which for some reason a lot of people don't like. Now, (laughs) granted, I give it to you. I don't like the second one. I don't think it's, I mean, it's not good, but I don't think it's like a piece of shit. And I also think that Andrew Garfield is a very entertaining Spider-Man. He played Spider-Man better than, and no, better than fucking, I forgot his name. Oh my God. Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield played Spider-Man better than Tobey Maguire played Spider-Man. However, Tobey Maguire played Peter Parker better than Andrew Garfield did. Andrew Garfield was too cool as Peter Parker. He was just too smooth. Just, mm, you know, just too, just, just too calm, just too cool, smooth, where... I keep freaking forgetting his name. The first one who did it, Tobey Maguire, he was so relaxed. I mean, he wasn't so relaxed. He was, like, awkward, nervous, jumpy. Reminds me of a few kids that I've known in my life. Now, what's his name? Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man, is by far the best. He's by far the best. I still hold my decision that all like, as a Spider-Man, like just Spider-Man, like you take every, you take the comics and and him as Spider-Man. That's Andrew Garfield did that better. He did that better than anyone. You take the comics or, or you do that with Peter Parker, the character of just Peter Parker. Tobey Maguire did that. But together, them, Tobey Maguire, I mean, the Peter Parker and the the Spider-Man together, the coolness of Spider-Man, you know, the just the coolest, free, fun-loving type, mixed with the awkward, kind of nerdy, kind of geeky Peter Parker. Tom Holland embodies that better than any of them. And that's how the, uh, well, that's not how anything, but... So with the first, that's when the first deal came about with the the Sam Raimi thing with the first three. Then obviously they did Amazing Spider-Man. They made a deal because obviously the MCU was blowing up so big. At this point, they made a deal. "Mm, You know what? We're going to get Spider-Man in a few of these films just to kind of boost the popularity of the character because the last Spider-Man film did not go down so well. So they get him in Civil War. I remember that was a fucking huge thing in the... In the in the nerd community. <laughs> that was a massive thing, fam. That was big. The fact that Spider-Man's finally going to be an MCU film and he was in Civil War fighting on Iron Man's side. It's, it was good. They worked out a deal, you know. Sony was still keeping most of the money, I think all of the money or something at that point. And Marvel was uh, making, producing the films. Now they've they've edited the deal so that I think Sony keeps 70% of the box office and uh, Marvel keeps 30%. Which everyone's like, oh, that's not fair. They make, they half make it. They make it. So they should they should get 50%. Even if you own it, they should do, they should do this. I'm like, no, they shouldn't because 
Marvel gets the vast majority, if not all, of the merchandising sales. And I'm getting into like some business shit, but the merchandise, like the toys and, and all of the other stuff that you can make off of Spider-Man is worth more than the films. Because if you put one film out, you're going to make more money off the toys for that film than you are for that film. Because you're going to sell more of them. You're just going to keep selling and selling and selling. My point is, Disney slash Marvel had the merchandising rights already. They had enough money. They just wanted more money. We worked, They worked it out eventually. They got through the deal and they did it. And that's how we get in. Well, that's not how we get in it. But Venom 2 is coming next year. And that may be how we get Spider-Man 2 in it. You know, maybe he's going to slide in it. Maybe Spider-Man does appear in Venom 2. Maybe he slides in. I don't think that's going to happen. I would like it to. I, I want it to. I want it to. I don't want anyone else to be in it. Well, I mean, I do. I, I'm sure there's going to be. I'm sure there's going to be more people in it. I'm just saying it would be cool if Spider-Man was. Anyway, moving on to the next one. I'm going to get through these fast. <laughs> Speaking of fast, how about we go to the Fast and the Furious 9? That's going to be fucking shit. Yeah. Okay, next, after that, we have Wonder Woman. Now, I'm bringing this up because I'm a massive superhero fan. I am massive superhero fan. Obviously, I gotta love Marvel after what they're doing. They're killing it. But I'm a DC fan. It's just in me. It's just it's it's just where I learned to love the the genre. So obviously, it's just gonna have a just just a little bit more of my heart, you know. Wonder Woman, in my opinion, at the time it came out, was the best film. Oh no, was one of the best films in in DC when it came out. I'm talking about in this universe because obviously we all know the Dark Knight is the best superhero film ever made. I don't, really, I don't really even give a shit what anybody says. The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger's Joker, Christian Bale's Batman, all of that is the best, the best, the best superhero film ever made. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's move right back on to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 84 is called not Wonder Woman 2 because it takes place in 1984, whereas the first Wonder Woman takes place in World War 1? 2. I think it took place in World War 2. The first Wonder Woman took place in World War 2. This one takes place in 1984, which is why it's called Wonder Woman 84. And let me just tell you, I think this is going to reach a billion. I do. I think it's going to hit a billion. Um, it definitely looks like it has the potential to Last time, it was the highest grossing film that the DC had put out at the time. Since then, they've put out Aquaman, and that has got to a billion. And then they put out Joker, and that got to a billion. I think this is going to be the next one to do it. I honestly do. It looks fucking good. That's the most important thing. It just looks good. The quality, the quality of it, it looks different from the last one as well, because as much as I enjoyed the last one, some issues that I had was it was it kind of feels like it is trying to match the tone that the other film set like that Man of Steel set and that fucking Batman v Superman set and uh, I just wasn't a fan of the tone of the film I was but it, it kind of felt so drab and like dreary 
just in its color palette, at least when they got away from Themyscira, the island that she's from, when they get away from there, kind of, I mean, I, I get it, they're in London and shit, in fucking World War Two, so it's not exactly going to look like colorful and bright and, ah, nice and shit, but it just looked like, to look at, kind of depressing on screen. There's nothing else I can say about that. So, with the look of the new one, 1984, it's color, you know, colors taking hold. 1984, it was a very colorful time, I'm imagining. I wasn't born, but I'm imagining. So, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman 2. I'm also looking forward to see what DC is going to do just throughout, you know, just going on from here. Anyway, moving on, I'm trying to speed through these. Let's move on to the next one. Tenet, this is the last one. Tenet from fucking, oh, mate. Christopher Nolan's next film, Tenet. It looks to be like it might be another kind of Inception style, you know, in the sense that um, it's kind of weird and kind of trippy. You know, Inception was like dream within a dream and within a dream and there were so many memes about that shit. But this seems to be things are happening in reverse is i'm i'm talking from i think like one trailer that i've seen i i don't know much about it but the trailer fucking hooked me it seems like this fucking agency or something that this guy works for is like something that's stopping things from happening that hasn't happened yet but it's going if you watch the trailer, watch the trailer for it. Shit is, like, things seem to happen in reverse before they happen, you know? It's like someone will come in like, oh, what happened here? And then it'll be like, it hasn't happened yet. And then it happened. It doesn't, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to make sense. But it's Christopher Nolan. So even if it doesn't make sense, I'm sure it's going to be a fucking incredible film. I am extremely extremely excited for this film maybe my number one film going into 2020 that i'm excited for it may be anyway that was it for the film discussions moving into what i was saying the other topics uh i was going to talk about some music or some game show or just some just some shit in general coming up for the next yeah. Let's say let's say some music I'm excited about for this year, right? Now I haven't looked I haven't looked any of this up, so this isn't me saying this is what's gonna be coming out. This is me saying this is what I hope comes out and this is what I'm excited for possibly coming out. And let me start with I'm gonna start with Kendrick Lamar, right? I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan. Kung Fu Kenny on a drop, it's hard. I mean, undoubtedly, one of the top, the top rapper, I think, in my opinion, top rapper, at least out of America right now, that's really holding it down. He's on his level. He's like one of the biggest, most talented, for, for straight bars and shit. There's not many people that, that are like at that level and that hat 
that high in stature with their fame and their person and shit. So I've definitely got Kendrick Lamar's album that should be coming out next month. I mean, next y- this year, I hope. Because last time we had, we had Damn, which came out in 2017 and was incredible. My opinion, definitely one of, if not the single best album of that year. But saying that about Kendrick Lamar is not saying anything at all. I mean, his first album that came out, Good Kid, Mad City, in my opinion. Well, this isn't, no, no, not in my opinion. Good Kid, Mad City is my top album of all time. It's, I believe, the best album. Now, me saying of all time is just because I'm young and I haven't listened to all of the fucking albums in the fucking world, you know? So, just for fucking effect, I say of all time. Realistically, what it means is, of everything that I've heard, if you want my honest opinion of the past 10 years, it's Good Kid, Mad City. There's nothing that comes close to it. I mean, To Pimple Butterfly is a good album. It's a great album. Great, pure, like, great, pl- great pro-black album. I fucking support that. And I feel like Kendrick Lamar kicked off the wave of, you know, massive pro-blackness with the album. But uh, musically, Good Kid, Mad City is on a different level and story-wise good kid man see on a different level then musically dam takes it different the reason why i think dam is so good is because i feel like kendrick lamar almost like flexing almost like fronting on people like i can stay conscious i can stay talking about the shit that i want to talk about and make it to the radio if i want to because he fucking did he did made it to radio with a bunch of his songs and he didn't really compromise on some of the shit that he was saying. That's, damn, is incredible. And I had, I once had a, I used to have a conversation with one of my friends about it all the time. About damn, because we was, you know, we was there when it, when it, when it came out. We basically experienced it together, you know, we'd come out and we would listen to it. We experienced it together. And a couple months, or a couple weeks down the line, says to me, oh, I'm starting to kind of feel like Kendrick Lamar might be a little bit overrated, you know. And while I understood where it was coming from, I understood where it was coming from. I did not I did not agree with him in the slightest. I didn't. And I understand, I understand, can't even give you a reason why I feel like, why do I feel like Kendrick Lamar is not underrated? I mean, not overrated, because... I feel like what he does musically and lyrically is is not unmatched or unparalleled, but on this level, doing it at the heights that he's at. It's like the only thing more impressive at this point would be if Drake started to talk about the same shit Kendrick Lamar talks about. Because there's no getting there's no getting bigger than Drake. And in my opinion, getting bigger than Kendrick Lamar is being Drake. Like, yeah, you can be bigger than him without getting to that next level. But in my opinion, the only person who is bigger than him is Drake. As a rapper, at least, as a rapper. Size-wise, you know, and that shit. That's just my opinion. I'm not talking about sales or nothing like that. I'm just talking about I feel like this. I mean, of course, J. Cole is obviously on that level as well. 
but I'm I, I'm not as big as a J Cole fan as everyone else. I'm a big I'm a, I'm a J Cole fan. I don't really care about him though. Anyway, moving on. So I'm gonna go to my next album, which is Skepta. I am excited for a Skepta album. Skepta is one of the most unique artists in the UK, or the most unique. Well, I'm going to say that. I think Slow Tie is quite unique. But yeah, Skepta. I think he dropped his last album 2018, maybe. I think it was... No. I think Skepta dropped his last album either late 2018 or early in 2019. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% positive. But Ignorance is Bliss was... Was the album? Oh, oh! It was last year, wasn't it? I don't fucking know. I don't know. But the point is, Skept came out with an album, "Ignorance Is Bliss," which I thought was a good album. I thought it was a great album. I thought it was a great album. He had the song. I think he had. I think the song "Praise the Lord" was on the album. You know, with ASAP Rocky, that song did numbers this last year. So I think that song was on there. I can't, I can't, I'm not going to be able to go to you and name to you the songs from the album. All I remember is I was impressed with the album. The album that he dropped before the last one, which I think was called Konnichiwa, I didn't listen to. I didn't listen, I didn't, I didn't listen to it at all. Not, nothing against, nothing, there was nothing against it. I just didn't, I don't know. I just never really got around to listening to it. But this Ignorance is Bliss one, I listened to it as soon as it dropped because, I don't know, I feel like Skepta's kind of gone, it's kind of just gone because there was a point where Skepta was, you know, essentially on a level kind of the Stormzy of England, you know, where it was like Skepta is the biggest rapper in England. Like, it was Skepta. At, at, at top of everyone, who was the, who's the biggest rapper? Who's the biggest rap? Who's the most known? It was probably Skepta. It was probably Skepta. You know, nice Stormzy, but I don't think that's because Skepta's stepped down. I think it's because Skepta stepped out. He stepped out of being uh, boxed in to being a UK artist, to being the type of artist that he was, and it's just gone mad experiment. Like, let me do whatever I want to do, and let me make whatever sound I want to make. And I give it to him because I give it to him for taking a, for taking some UK artists and that, you, that you can tell he obviously is into music there and putting them on a few of his songs because that tells me he's got, he's got an ear. He has an ear for artist development or, or artist spotting, like seeing talented artists and being able to catch them and be like, I want you on this song. No matter, I don't know, maybe they're not going to get on another song again. But he knew this artist, and he knew this artist was going to work on this song. So I'm mad excited, just musically, for the, for the, for the sound of the music that Skepta's going to put out. I'm excited to hear, to see, to find out what Skepta's got next. And I hope it's this year. It might not be, but I hope it is. Moving on to our final album. I, I don't even know if it's our final album, but it's it's the one that I'm most anticipating, all right? The album that I am most anticipating, looking the most forward to, 
is Jehos. Jehos's album is undoubtedly coming this year, possibly even very soon this year. Before, you know, within the first three months, I would say. That's what I feel. Now, Jehos's last album, which I think might have been his first album, was good. It was great for me, for me at least, you know, because Jos is one of my well, not one of Jos is is singularly, 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 sing, Jos is on his own, on his self, solo dolo, running it, killing it. In my head, he is the best artist in the UK. In my head, I'm not saying he's the biggest, even though he's definitely top five right now. Anyway, I'm not saying he's the biggest. I'm saying. In my head, he's the best. He is undoubtedly the best, the most creative, the most diverse. And I genuinely believe that I genuinely don't believe there's another artist. Well, I'm not going to say I don't I genuinely don't believe there's another artist in the UK. But I genuinely don't believe there's another artist right now that's as diverse as he is, that can do what he can do in the ways that he can do him, you know. I look at him like you are... In a in a way like the Lil Wayne or or the future or the Young Thug of 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 England, not in the sense of that's you and that's the type of music you make, but in the sense of the type of music you make and started making before anybody else was making has clearly influenced the way that music is going today. In UK, what you did is influencing it, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it wasn't just Jay Huss that started the shit but i wasn't aware of anyone doing that style of you know kind of singing not even just singing rap but in the way that he does it it is i don't know how to specifically put a finger on it it's kind of it's, it's not afrobeast but in some ways it could be considered it but it's, it's not like explicitly this it's kind of like a mix of genres it this is why I'm into Jay Huss so much because I find it hard to pin down the style of music he does. He's so creative, so artistic. I putting it out there. I've already said it, and I'm saying it again. Jay Huss is the most diverse slash talented artist in the UK, and I will take any challenges on that. I will take any challenges on that. So, next album I'm waiting for. Oh, the, the my most anticipated album is Jay Huss's next album, hopefully coming this year after after his last album, Common Sense, which was good. One of my favorite songs on Common Sense. Well, actually, I'm not even going to say that because I used to listen to Common Sense so fucking much that the whole album is like one of my favorite songs. Like, there's not a song on the album that I could be like, I don't like this song. I love every song on the album. I think it's a fucking fire album. And I can't wait for his new album that is 100% coming because the two Lucy's that is released the two singles that he's put out are real good they're real good and it's a it's a almost a, a slightly kind of different feel than what we're used to from Jay Huss you know maybe it's something that we've not felt before maybe from him or in general it's something that I'm looking forward to see Jay Huss I'm looking forward to it now okay I know I just said Jos was my most anticipated. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna renege that. 
Dayos is my most anticipated in the UK. Equally as equally as my number one most anticipated with the next artist that I'm about to say. Meek Mill. There you go, I said it. Or, 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 Meek Mill or Lil Wayne. I'm going to put them both in there because these three are my three favorite slash best rappers. Active, active. If you was going to add inactive, Jay-Z has to go in there. Jay-Z has to go in there and I might, I don't know who I'm going to take out, but Jay-Z would go in there. So I'm saying uh, Meek Mill. So let me talk about Meek Mill first. Like Meek Mill's, Meek Mill's albums are like, I don't know. I don't know. Meek Mill's albums aren't like mad special or nothing like that. I don't think. I just feel like um, Meek Mill's music is just it. I don't know why I'm why I am so into Meek Mill because he is undoubtedly one of my favorite rappers. But I couldn't tell you why. No, I can tell you why. Actually, I'm lying. And I feel like it's because way back when there was a rapper, Lil Snoop, that my brother used to listen to, and I got into listening to him. And I thought it was good. And then when I found out that he had died, you know, Lil Snoop was young. I think he was like 17 when he got killed. And he was like, he'd either just signed or was about to sign to to Dream Chasers to Meek Mill's label, and he got killed. And it was my talent. He was so talented. And I used to listen to him before I listened to Meek Mill. So after I found out that he got killed, you know, I would try listen to some Meek Mill stuff to hear him talk about um, Lil Snoop. And just from that, just constantly listening to more stuff. Trying, obviously, I'm trying to find some maybe some songs or some freestyles where he talks about Lil Snoop or when he says something about him. But in doing that, it showed me just like more of his music and how it. it I just kind of became like, this is it. Like this, this guy is my favorite rapper. Like from that point on, he was my favorite rapper. But even saying that, I love Meek Mill's albums. His last album's Championship. Well, I don't think it was his best album. It was one of was one of his best, and he definitely had some of his best songs on the album. Especially the song with Rick Ross and Jay Z. What's free? It's not like it's not a song that you want to listen to all the time because I've listened to it a lot, but it's a real good song that you know it's it's a good listen. It's a good listen. I think every Meek Mill album is a good listen because there's always something on there, always something worth listening to. It's never just bullshit. One of my favorite Meek Mill's album is Meek Mill. One of my favorite Meek Mill albums is oh. Dreams worth, dreams worth more than money. Dreams worth more than money. It was kind of overshadowed. That album was massively overshadowed because of the whole Drake beef. In fact, the whole Drake beef stemmed essentially from that. From that. Uh, Drake did, Drake featured on a song on the album, then didn't... Then when the album came out, he didn't, he didn't tweet it. He didn't tweet the album like everybody else does or like he normally does for everybody else's album. That was that was the cover story. It basically turned out like Meat Mill did a show that Drake was supposed to be coming to, but then Drake didn't show up even after like everyone knew or everyone had been told Drake was supposed to come. So then Meat looks like a dickhead and blah blah blah. And then the the thing with him not tweeting the album is basically 
like the straw in the camel's back, you know, like this is a tiny thing, but it's it, it's other stuff as well. And that caused me to kind of like jump out the fucking window and just go crazy. But that wasn't that was an entertaining time. And yeah, that album was massively overshadowed by that beef, but it was a good album. And I am absolutely looking forward to the next one. And I hope it comes this year. I'm pretty sure it is coming this year because I seen that he said that he was working on one to try and get out before the end of the year. But hopefully it comes beginning some sometime during the beginning of this year. Right. Now, I'm going to quickly get through Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne is actually my favorite rapper of all time. Uh, and one of the best as well. A lot of people a lot of people don't like to don't like to say this because of like recent like in kind of like recent times he's not been like as good as on point he's not been in his prime but you can't take away from what he's done like can't take away from the albums that he's had like at one point in the world he was the biggest thing like literally for a reason as well it wasn't just like oh he makes this shit music now some people like no he makes fire music and he raps so well like a milli. A milli is one of his biggest songs. I'm sure a lot of people have heard a milli. And it's just it's it's just it's just bars. Like it's not about anything at all. It's not about anything. It's just a nigga just sat rapping. It's just a nigga just rapping. Like just bars and bars and bars and bars. And it's good bars as well. Like it's all coherent. It all makes sense. It's all good. Lil Wayne is one of the best punchline rappers I've ever heard. Like Lil Wayne's punchlines are always it. Lil Wayne is so fucking smart with his bars. He makes punchlines sometimes that you're like, I would never even be able, like, yeah, like I get it, that's so obvious, but I would never be able to flip it in the way that you did to make it work that way. Look, I could go on for so fucking, I could go on for a whole episode about how much I like Lil Wayne and why he's my favorite rapper and how long he's been my favorite rapper and everything I know about him and all of his music that I like and enjoy and his best and and his not so best and just all of the shit. I could do a full episode on everything to do with Lil Wayne because I love Lil Wayne's music. He's one of my favorite rappers and he has been since I was like 13. No, he's my favorite rapper and he has been since I was like 13. Is he the best? Not the all-time best, but he's he's one of the best. He is one of the best. I don't care if, if you listen to his recent music and you think this is not, I don't, I don't understand. Don't listen to that then. Don't listen to that because just because that, I mean, he's fucking raining it in and he's high of shit all the time, man. I don't think he's lost it. I just think he's kind of just fell out of it. But even with that being said, the Carter 5 came out in 2017 or 2018 I think 2018. The Carter 5 came out in 2018 and after a long, fuck, long time waiting, that was like seven years, like seven, like six, seven years waiting for the Carter 5 after the Carter 4. And I don't think it was the weakest of the Carter series. I think that might have been four, three. I'm going to put the Carters in order, right? Three, two. Those two may switch positions every now and again. Three and two. It might go two and three. But it goes three, two. I'm going to say... You know what? I'm going to say one, then five, then four. But saying that, five was not good. Five was not bad. 
it was good. It was really good. They had a lot of songs on there that I liked. It was actually given given the um some of the verses that Lil Wayne has put out before the album came out. I did not have a lot of expectations for it because even though I knew what like amazing albums amazing albums and amazing music he could make before that he hadn't been making that at the time so when the Carter five came out it was significantly better than what i had expected it to be and that's saying something because i didn't expect it to be shit but it was significantly better than what i expected it to be i'm not saying it's gonna be for everyone because i know it's not i know it's not I know it's not going to be for all Lil Wayne fans because it is a little bit different to some of the shit that he's put out in the past. But my point being, Lil Wayne still got it. He's still got it. And it's been said that he's working on a new album called Funeral that is bound to put out soon, like soon, because he's been wor- he's supposed to have been working on it for a while now. But, I mean, Lil Wayne is 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 my, my top... Rapper of all time, my favorite rapper of all time. Who's the best? Jay Z. I don't think that's even a question. I don't think that's a question. And I, the only like reasonable argument that I've ever heard against it, at least from people that I know, people that aren't like massive rap fans, people that aren't even like fans of rap as much as I am, was Eminem. Okay. Okay. Alex, I mean, I'll, I'll accept the argument. I'm not going to agree with you, but I will accept the argument. Anyway, yeah. To to finish off, right, to finish off with the music, here's what I'm going to talk about. What I'm not, um like, ooh, anticipating, but some shit that's going to come out that I am intrigued. I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with H, right? Now, H, uh, H, H just blew up in 2018, yeah? Like, towards the end of 2018. And he start, really started to make this year his year. Like, 2019 was H's year, I can't lie. It definitely was H's year. For, for, for niggas in the UK, H, H blew it out of the water more than anyone else, you know? H blew it out of the water. He blew it out of the water, and he's really setting himself up for an incredible career. My thing is, musically, man. <laughs> Like, uh, what? The EP that he put out last year was okay. And that that's all I've got to it. There's nothing else that I can say about something without talking shit about it. And I don't want to do it. I don't want to be all negative and shit because I like the kid. I think the kids, I think, I think the niggas got bars. Asia's got bars, but I don't know if he's got, like, I don't know if he's got it. I mean, I think, no, no, let me not say that. Because saying, I don't know if he's got it, that could be interpreted in any way. And in the way that I meant it, he does have it. Because he's being courted by all of the fucking industries, which, <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. People have been bigger than H, quicker than H in the UK, but didn't get the kind of exposure that he's getting because he's white. People may disagree, right? And a lot, I know a lot of people would disagree. Nah, he's just one of the best men that's come up in this time and he's just bigger than everybody else. But uh, even if that's true, even if he's bigger than everybody else, I'm going to say why. And I'm also going to add to that because he's white. I'm 
That's not a negative though. That's not a negative, man. That's not a negative. I'm just saying, I feel like he's getting some of these opportunities because he's as good as he is and he's white. The same goes for Eminem, right? Same goes for Eminem. As good as Eminem is, as good as Eminem is, if Eminem was black, the skill set he had at the time, he would not have been anywhere near as big as he was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Being white, you, uh, you, um, being white, you fucking appeal to a much wider audience. And I can say this because I can say this because I know people. I know people in the past that, when I've been listening to my music, my same style of music, yeah, rap, UK rap, doing all this shit, listening to it. These bitches don't like it. Yeah, these, these, these. These white girls raised in a certain certain way, they don't like it. They're not a fan of it, yeah? They listen to their own type of music, their pop music, and they're singing, and they listen to all of that. But recently, when I, when I see the only rappers I see them listening to is age. I've never seen these bitches listen to rappers before. I see them listening to age. You're not... Again... Some of what I'm saying can be interpreted as, as a negative. I don't give a shit if it's interpreted as a negative. It's not interpreted as a negative. It's it's not meant to be negative. It's just me saying some shit that's just true. I'm coming up saying, I mean, I want to hear from H because his EP that he put out last year was not it. There was like two or maybe three songs on there that I thought, okay. But as an EP, I thought, ah, the thing with this kid, he's like 18, 19. He's like 19. I'm like, I'm not even much. I'm like two years older than him. But this is me saying, from someone who was listening to rap for a while, he's heavily invested. It's the only shit that I listen to, and I love music. I love music more than anything. People that know me know that I care a lot about music. So I'm, I'm not just saying this because I'll... I'm just not a fan. No, I'm saying this because I've listened to him and I'm trying to think, what is it missing? And in my experience, my personal opinion, it's missing experience. It's missing years. It's missing lived. It's missing the fact that you you really haven't lived. Like, what are you talk like what actually are you saying and what are you talking about? A lot of people a lot of people, a lot of the big rappers in the UK, you know, what what do what do they talk about? Listen to Stormzy and what is he talking about? He's talking about, listen to Stormzy's new album and what is he talking about? He's talking about some shit. He's talking about some shit. Now, every song is about something serious, but he's talking about something. Not just saying, not just about girls and, and the money that he's making, you know, that. That's not us. And when I say that's not us, I mean... I don't think that's the UK scene. I don't think that's what the UK scene fries off. I mean, granted, most, like, again, a lot of the people in the UK scene have lived through that um, growing up on the streets, that life, that selling drugs, that getting mixed up in shit. So that's what that's what niggas talk about. And that's cool. I understand, I, I understand that. That's talking about something. I'm never going to say anything about that. But there are certain types of... There's certain niggas that do that type of music that I don't want to listen to, and that's a lot of it. 
that I don't want to listen to because it's not in the style that I like. It's not because of what you're talking about. It's because of the way that you're talking about it. Whereas, again, pulling it back to H, I don't think he's lived. I don't think he's lived enough and done enough or been through enough or seen enough to have, like, music that really is saying something. And and I'm not even saying you have to be, like, fucking Dave and make, like, mad, deep, introspective music, especially when you're as young as that. But Dave's a great example. He's as young as that. He's, he's my age, like, two years older than him, and he's making this deep, introspective music. It doesn't take away from the fact that he's an incredible artist. Like, I think H as well, H... He's a great rapper. He's an incredible rapper. He, In my opinion, again, he just needs to live more or, or, or read more or do some more stuff so that he can talk about something different. Just because I spoke, just because I'm talking about H does not mean this is only about H because it, 115 trillion, billion, quadrillion, million niggas percent it's not just about H. There's a bunch of people like this. There's a bunch of people like this in the UK. I'm just talking about H because H has blown up the quickest and he's got the biggest. So it's he's got the most fucking attention. I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to tell it what it is. I respect H. I like H and I like his music. If you don't like the shit, if, if, if the shit that I'm saying you feel is wrong... That's cool, but if you say if you feel like I'm saying some shit that's like that's like not fair or some shit, grow the fuck up. Like I'm I'm talking about some real shit and I'm telling you, it's essentially constructive criticism. If you do a job, yeah. If you do a job, you are to take you are to take criticism for how you do that job. You are to take advice on how to do that job, but you are to take stuff to be like maybe you're right, you know. Not everyone's going to like the way you do something. There are people that are going to like it, but... And I I didn't say I don't like H's music. I'm saying I didn't. I wasn't a fan of his EP because I just did not feel like there was enough there. But giving this up, right? I've ended this on some negativity, and that's not what I want to do, you see? So I'm just going to... I'm Just just before we just before we show it out, I was going to show it out, but I just realized I was talking about some negative shit and I don't really want to be talking about no negative shit on the last one, right? Just before we end it. So I'm going to talk about, again, for the next year. Like, that was H. What I'm looking for him next year, something a bit more special. That's what I want. That's all I'm looking for out of H for the next year. Just something just something with a bit more meat on it, you know? Just a bit more to it. So moving on, for the next year, we've got Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Now, I'm not going to spend too long on this. I just want to say the Xbox Series X is a fucking stupid name. Mm. It's not a good name. It's not a good name. It's a bad name. It's a terrible name. It's a dumb name. Xbox Series X. Because there's going to be so many parents that don't fucking know what, like, which one it is. Like, the Xbox Series X. Like, oh, that's the one. That's the Xbox... The Xbox One X? Oh no, the Series X. Oh no, the Xbox. Oh, which one is it? Which fucking one is it? Nah, I'm playing. But there will be some some level of confusion, whether it's going to be a big, massive problem. I'm just saying, Xbox, like, they, they're trying to be, like, creative with their names and shit, but, I mean, it's kind of... 
it's kind of so creative that it's uncreative. Like Xbox Series X, it's not very creative, fam. Especially when you take into consideration the names of your last ones, it's not very creative. I mean, and then talking about PlayStation because their names are obviously not creative at all, but they don't need to be. They're simple and to the point, and they make sense. We had the PlayStation, we had the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, and the PlayStation 4, and now we're getting the PlayStation 5. It makes fucking sense. So we'll tell you what we got for the Xbox. We had the Xbox, the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, the Xbox One X, the Xbox One, I mean, no, the Xbox Series X. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. These don't feel like the next ones. They feel like... um different versions of it it's what it sounds like if you said yo this is xbox series x yeah and you didn't say this is the new xbox i would just think so this is like another version of the xbox one obviously i've seen it it looks completely different but that's that anyway so i'm looking forward to to these new two things xbox series x and playstation 5 i'm probably not gonna get the xbox because i'm more of a playstation guy even if they are better but playstation just has better games like this Xbox has brought a lot of, a lot of in-house development studios into their staff so it's looking like probably for the Xbox Series 1 I mean the Xbox Series X yeah I don't even I can't even fucking say the name and I've just been saying it looks like for the Xbox Series X there's going to be probably a lot of new games that are quality like a lot of quality um console exclusive games to the console exclusive to xbox x which is why playstation 4 is i don't know if it's why it's more popular or why it's done better but it can't be a coincidence that the more popular platform has had the best um the best title exclusive games playstation 4 had incredible exclusive amazing amazing PlayStation 4 had good exclusives. Is what I was saying. Like Uncharted. God of War. They had good exclusives is all I'm saying. And I never played the Xbox One. So I don't know the type of exclusives that they had. But they weren't on the level of PlayStation. I'm aware of that. They may be for the next. They may be. It's a new start. It's a fresh start. Let's hope. Let's hope it's a competitive and fun time. Let's also hope that GTA 6 comes out on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series 7 next, well, whenever they come out, because I'm pretty sure it's going to, because you have to think, I heard a story about GTA that the creators of GTA, when they made when they made uh, San Andreas to 4, wanted it to be like, we're, we're, we're going to do so that's never going to be like it's never been done we're going to revolutionize the um the open world genre with this open world and that's what they did and from four to five again they kind of revolutionized revolutionized they did something different with the <laughs> they did something different with the open world genre that's what gta does so when you sit and you think why has GTA 6 not come out yet? Uh, a lot of people a lot of people will say, GTA Online, GTA Online, GTA Online. And that's very fair. I'm not going to say you're wrong. In fact, you're probably right. That's probably the main reason is GTA Online and the fact that it's single-handedly the biggest, and I mean, the most, it's earned the most money than any other entertainment product. 
there's nothing that, there's no film no 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 album or no song no one thing in entertainment no the game no no fucking tv series no board game no nothing like that has ever made more money than gta online so of course that's the reason but i feel the technology in consoles hasn't developed enough for GTA 6 to be as big of a of a jump not a jump but like for GTA for I'm assume I'm assuming for GTA 6 they want to do something like they want to make they want to make they again they want to revolutionize rev- fuck's sake they want to revolutionize the open world genre and it's hard to do that because gta rockstar they've done that they did that they they essentially created the open world genre and keep on spearheading it they stay at the precipice of it they stay at the front of the open world genre their game that fucking came out seven years ago is still at the top of the open world genre of course it's hard for them to think what else can we do in this what can we do with the next one that's going to make it like worth there being another one other than just a story you know because you go from gta 4 to gta 5 and it wasn't just the story that changed fucking everything changed it was just a much the quality of the game was better the gameplay was better obviously the graphics were better obviously it's going to be better the world was bigger there were three characters to play which it Shit just changed, and from San Andreas to GTA 4, and from fucking GTA 3 to San Andreas, there, there's always leaps, there's always, it's always getting better, and I feel like they couldn't get GTA 5 any better than it already was, they couldn't make GTA 6 a better game than GTA 5 by doing different things in GTA 5 on the technology that we have, so with the new consoles coming out, I would hold yourself, like, hold yourself, feel very confident that when the new consoles come out, we should either be getting GTA 6, at least an announcement, a while before or a while after. And when I say a while, I don't mean, like, a long time. I mean, like, you know, a little bit before, a little bit after, a couple of months. A couple of months before they come out, we will either get an announcement or the game will be out. More likely an announcement. It's entirely likely that we're going to get an announcement GTA 6 a little bit before the consoles come out. It's in also entirely likely that we're going to get it a little bit after the consoles come out. Point still stands. The technology is now there for them to improve upon this game that is still at the top of gaming. Just get ready to say bye to GTA Online to so all the people that still play it. <sighs> it's probably going to be its own thing, to be honest. But anyway, anyway. This has been fun, talking about 2020. I didn't even get through all of the stuff on my list, but I'm going to wrap it up here. The next one, I'm going to talk about some more of the stuff. It's not going to be as interesting stuff, you know, just some boring stuff, to be honest. But I'm going to wrap it up here. This has been fun. Welcome to 2020. And uh, stick with me while I go get some juice.